Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans. And those of us who are forced to listen to them. Today is someday, and someday we're speaking with another guest. Another guest? Yes, Thomas, we're speaking with Lacey from the Resistance Broadcast. Get ready, because it's time to drink up. Drink up. Well, hello there, Brian. How are you? I am wonderful. You How know, are you? you are wonderful. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I'm only wonderful because I'm looking at you. Mm. <laughs> How do I argue with that? I mean, you're so brilliant. Everything you say is correct. <laughs> well, welcome to Pink Milk. I am your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my better half and your better host, Thomas. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> I really love it. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, how are you, sir? It is like 175 degrees here in Arizona. Well, I'm melting. But other than that, <laughs> I'm actually better than I deserve. Oh, Dave. Well, is maybe back. not because I am melting. So <laughs> maybe I'm getting what's coming to me. <laughs> it's because you're gay and it is hell burning down upon you. Well, you know, I hope we'll be a party. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> Living it up. In party time. It is hot. I'm not going to lie, yeah, though. It's not fun. Uh, you'd think we'd get used to it, but we really don't. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be used to it, right? Tomorrow I'm going to be positive. <laughs> I'm going to be positive about the weather. No wonder Obi-Wan Kenobi ended up aging like he did, living in the blistering suns of tattooing. Can, Can you imagine, imagine two? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Wow. Like I said, growing up here in Phoenix, Arizona, in the Southwest, I very much related to Tatooine. And then I got old enough to realize what two sons would actually do. And I'm like, oh, my God, how do these people even live? So can I just put a little disclaimer on this entire opening segment? If this is the first time you're listening to us, this is the summertime. Okay. And we're just going to call it three months of the year. Could you also listen to the other parts of the year when we're really boasting and excited? <laughs> Those other nine months, we love the weather. It's amazing, and we feel incredibly blessed. We really do. Just the summers. <laughs> you know, we like to give you, you know, <laughs> you know Thomas, different points of view. I love how positive you are, and that positivity And that's why something. they call me Positive Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Or is that daddy? Positive daddy. Ah, anyway. <laughs> the <Double> kids. Daddy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was trying to think of something. Didn't happen. No. Anyways, uh, you know, the positivity, it's funny because in this uh, upcoming interview that we were going, interview, talk, let's, let's stay on brand. In this upcoming talk that we have, we actually talk about positivity versus negativity and toxic positivity. Wow, that was a good segue. It sure was. You've been doing this for a couple of months. <laughs> Well, you know, I had to step up my game for our next guest. Yeah, she was fantastic. Yes. I mean, smart. I'm like in awe. I feel like I learned something yeah. from her, for sure. Yeah. Um, so our guest today is Lacey from the Resistance Broadcast. She was fantastic. I just happened to send out a tweet saying, hey, do you want to come on our show? She said yes. I was like, really? Okay, this is wonderful. Oh, my God, wait. You're really going to come on? And this <laughs> woman, in all of her brilliance, in, I don't know, our interview, our talk. Why do I keep saying interview? This Only is talking you Star Only Wars. <laughs> this is not interviewing Star Wars. God, Brian, get with it. I created the damn show. <laughs> In this hour-long talk, this brilliant woman was able to convince my husband of how great Star Wars is. In an hour, I've been 13 years, and apparently I cannot articulate very well. I don't know what it is, but he listened to her. I'm like, oh, I, Lacey... If you're listening to this, I may just call you like once a week just to whisper like two minutes out of your week just to put the phone next to my husband's ears, please. I will tell you the things I'd like you to deliver to him. <laughs> um, I will. You will remember what, you, what you're putting into R2-D2 that, because, again, spoiler alert to the interview. Uh, <laughs> you know, Princess Leia put yeah. something in there. I don't Enough know what it was. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert to the talk. 
Yeah. Uh, Tom didn't remember. So anyways, Lacey, I'm going to feed you some Death Star plans that I would like you to bring and present to Tom. Now, Brian, Thank you act you. as if though you're surprised by anything that comes out of my mouth. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything you want to say, Tom, before we get going in this talk? Enjoy the talk. Enjoy the talk. Get ready because it's time to drink up. Drink up. Well, we have a very exciting guest today, and I'm super stoked to have Lacey from The Resistance Broadcast Podcast. I got it out. I can never say that show. (laughs) Welcome. No problem. We call ourselves TRB if it makes it any easier. Yes. I mumble as it is. Great podcasting voice here, but uh, yeah, that's a a mouthful. Honey, I've never heard you mumble. Never? Never. (laughs) <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, hello, Lacey. Hi. Thank you for coming on. We're very excited. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you guys. Awesome. You sent me a playlist we're, we're... before the show. I was like jamming out. It was great. <laughs> yeah, so if uh, if you listen to our show regularly, you know that I, Brian, love two things. I love Star Wars, and I love Robin. And you're the first guest. I was like, hey, hang on. It just dawned on me because I was jamming out today while I was working. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I think I'm going to send her this playlist so we can all be on the same vibe light wavelength. And then I found, and you already knew who she was? Robin is a mood. They used Robin a lot in Gossip Girl back in the day. Oh, they did? Okay, yeah, I've never seen Gossip lot. Girl. It's, I don't even know good. if I know what Gossip Girl is. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those like CW, on the WB, WB shows. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Robin is the absolute best. I love her. So it would not be a pink milk uh, podcast without Robin to start it we off. We play with. a lot of Robin around this house. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's <laughs> yes. fun. Our youngest son, Michael, who is the super fan, who more often than not introduces the show, maybe not so much lately, but last weekend wanted me to put Robin on nothing on YouTube because he <laughs> is in love with her and she is so beautiful. Aww. And I was like, oh, you want and me to put six? Yeah. You want me to put Robin on YouTube all day? I am fine with that. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Approved. Awesome. So why don't you start off by uh, telling our listeners about your podcast and when once you know when you started it. How about that? Yeah, so I started podcasting, which, again, it's so funny when you're like, I podcast. I started podcasting (laughs) uh, in April of 2017, I think. 2017, 2018? It might have been 2018. It was 2018. I'm lying. 2018. And we're off to a great start. We're lying already. <laughs> yes. I get, it's been, can I just tell you 2020 feels like I've been in this like time period for five years. Like oh, I feel yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, no, I started podcasting because I used to work for comic conventions and I needed ad space on oh. star Wars Newsnet. So I reached out to John Hoey, who's, uh, the, one of the hosts for, uh, the resistance broadcast. And I said, Hey man, I need some ad space for this guest. We were having John Boyega at the show and he we were chatting back and forth and he was just like oh so where are you from i was like connecticut and he's like i'm from connecticut and it ends up we're like 20 minutes from each other oh seriously yeah super weird um but he was just like have you ever done podcasting or talked about star wars and i was like no he's like would you want to i was like sure so we him and james did like this like video interview with me and i was just swearing (laughs) and talking about raylo and like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like being a degenerate and they were just like all right let's go with it so uh that's awesome yeah so that's how it started i just was like okay yeah i like star wars i like talking about it it's a fun time and it's just kind of been like that's how it started because they were doing it before i joined so have you all like become friends too like did your friendship grow oh through the absolutely podcast? yeah no that's awesome they're they're great both of them are are fabulous and they're crazy, and sometimes we're like, I'm like, you drive me nuts, but 
I mean, it's like family, you know? You like you forgive them and you move yeah. forward. No, they're just so That's funny really awesome. and they they support me and everything that I do like in life and in the podcast, so it's just been a real nice experience of being a part of this community but also kind of finding where I belong in this space. Have you always your- been a Star Wars fan? Yes. Or is it just a later on in no, I've always been a Star Wars fan, and it's funny because uh, my best friend, we were having dinner with my parents one time, and she was like, so, like, how did this happen Yeah, <laughs> to, to my parents? And my parents were like, we have no idea. Uh, so how it happened, uh, my, my humble beginnings as a Star Wars fan were in second grade, I was at this, like, grocery store here in Connecticut called Stu Leonard's. It's, like, this dairy store. Um, Mm -hmm. and it has like animatronic cows and stuff. It's weird, but it's like from Connecticut and, um, they had a movie section and the movie section had the VHS set that the, the movies formed Vader's mask. And I said to my dad, I was like, what is that? He goes, Star Wars. And I was like, I want it. And he was like, okay. And so he bought it for me and I watched it and I was just hooked ever since. Like I'd run around my house pretending I was Leia's daughter and going on missions for her. And it was just, (laughs) I, that was it. I was, I've been a fan my whole life. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have a favorite movie or (sighs) you like them all? So this is a tough question for me because it changes in the sense of like, it's like, what mood am I feeling right now? Like my feeling original trilogy (laughs) and my feeling sequel trilogy. Um, I'm not the biggest prequel fan, I'm going to admit, because I grew up with the original trilogy. So my funny moment with the prequels is I went to go see The Phantom Menace, which I actually really enjoy The Phantom Menace. I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. are like, yeah, it's not my favorite. It actually is my favorite of the prequels. I think it's just a fun movie to watch. Um, I left it with my dad and I was like, where's Luke Skywalker? And my dad was just like, (laughs) uh. (laughs) So um, I would probably say either Return of the Jedi or... The Force Awakens would be my favorite, followed by Solo. Solo's up there in my top three. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I am a Return of the Jedi kid. I love that movie so much. It's my favorite. (laughs) Uh, I know you can't... That was the first movie I ever saw like that I can remember seeing. Right, right. The Empire Strikes Back was the very first movie I saw, but I was one, so I don't remember it, but I actually remember seeing return of the jedi at the movie theater right uh but i think even like removing the nostalgia part of it i feel that return of the jedi is such a a star wars movie which sounds dumb speaking no, of a it star doesn't. wars movie it absolutely but it doesn't i know exactly what you mean like it's part of the thing that i love so much about solo too solo is such a star wars movie where there's like 50 stories crammed in this little movie. Mm-hmm. They're kind of lighthearted on the surface, mm-hmm. but then underneath those movies is there's so much sitting in it, which I think is one of the, you know, Empire Strikes Back is probably universally the most well-loved movie. Which it, it also wasn't is at the, first. That's the thing exactly, everyone always yeah. forgets. It wasn't at yep. first. Yep. But it, you know, it's very serious. It doesn't, it's funny. It's a Star Wars money, but it's, really serious actually and i think so it's so easy to access it because there isn't the subtext whereas like i think one of for me the secret sauce in star wars is is on the surface it's just a pew 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 movie right so people like tom can like it and everybody loves star i mean everybody loves star wars right or likes it you know Mm -hmm. but if you want to dig underneath there's so much to chew on Mm -hmm. uh and it's funny to talk about how it changes all the time because I think that's, I think a lot of super fans, that's how it goes. You know, I'm curious about Solo, though. You mentioned Solo, and we ask this question to a lot of our guests, and we don't get Solo a lot. So why why is Solo up there in your so, movies? Yeah, no, I feel like right now, if you were to ask a lot of fans, they'd be like, The Last Jedi is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, Empire Strikes Back. My feeling about Star Wars, and this probably comes from my own childhood and my connection from it at a young age, is like, I like the idea of going to the movies, escaping for two and a half hours, leaving feeling great, the good guys won, and having the rest of my day feeling good. So, you know, A New Hope gives you that feeling, Return of the Jedi gives you that feeling, Force Awakens gives you that feeling. I didn't get that feeling from Rogue One, (laughs) because... 
obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. you know, didn't really get that feeling from The Last Jedi, uh, and I didn't get that feeling from The Rise of Skywalker. I did at first, I feel like I was just so pumped to be seeing another Star Wars movie, but as mm-hmm. it set in, I was like, oh, I didn't really get closure. I didn't get the closure I wanted, whereas I feel like Solo is another one of those films that you can go in without knowing anything about Star Wars, watch it, have fun watching it, enjoy the characters and the storylines and it's action packed it's funny and you leave yep. excited of what's coming next and i like that mm-hmm. feeling yep. so i feel like that's why it's in my top three because i enjoy star wars when the good guys win and everybody's happy and some people like the deeper darker meetings and they like mm-hmm. like oh i like the angst like i'm not a fan of that i want to leave feeling good at like, I've accomplished something in this movie time. Yep. Uh, and I, I feel like those 100%. movies uh, give me that. Yeah, I have to say, like, I like Rogue One a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it's think great. for... It is, I think, the most beautiful looking of... I know this will probably not go well, but of any of the Star Wars movies. Like, it no, is I so beautiful say, looking. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah. It's, it feels like... It looks like Star Wars. I think I love that the Star Destroyers look like models, but like it's sophisticated looking still. That right. shot on um, oh, the rings of uh, of whatever when we first meet Cassian and, mm-hmm. you know, they're going through the market. Like it is just so full. And that to me is so George Lucas. Right. Of everything is full. Um, and I think a lot of the newer stuff, it isn't as full like that. And you, well, you get to solo too. And there's the whole, the, the Sabacc card game. And that room is so dense. And there's so many creatures and droids and aliens and, and random people that you could watch solo 50 times in a row and notice something different every time. And that's what I love about it. And I feel like the newer movies, like you said, like Maz Kanata's castle, you get that moment where you're trying to pick apart what's in the background. Mm -hmm. And last Jedi, you have that Canto bite, but don't get me started on Canto bite. (laughs) Uh, but other than that like you have bits and pieces here and there that you can kind of watch it and learn something and see something new which i love because that's the excitement of star wars it's this galaxy far far away there's all these different things that you can explore and people you can meet and creatures you can engage with and i feel like that kind of lacked in the sequel trilogy as a whole that we didn't get enough side characters random people in the background it was just very straightforward at times that you're like okay you got your main characters and that's who you're focused on and i feel like you said like the rise of skywalker especially is very with the exception of the festival scene it's very empty yep (laughs) yeah i i agree uh i mean like to this day i can still watch uh the job of the hut stuff oh i love and i'm not sure so much I feel like I still see things that I didn't see, or it's been so long since I've yes. seen it that it's like new all over again. I would and argue I mean, I literally... that sequence is the best sequence in Star Wars. The sequence uh, from Luke Skywalker arriving to fighting yep. Jabba to the sail barge is I could, if I was told I can only uh-huh. watch one scene for the rest of my life on Star Wars, that would be the scene. I'd watch it over and over and over again. I am with you 1000%. Yes. So I grew up on Star Wars. I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. I was four. But I grew up with Star Wars on VHS. I am that generation also. Rewind. However, my generation is pre the Darth Vader one, (laughs) the original posters. (laughs) And I, the last time I had a VCR, my copy of Return of the Jedi is crap quality <laughs> during Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the Jabba the Hutt scene is over and it looks great again because it's when like I was 4K. a kid, it was, uh huh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we went from 720p to 4K <laughs> all in one movie. <laughs> I'm with you though. That's my, that's my favorite thing in any, in any of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, that and the solo scene in the Millennium Falcon when they do the Kessel run is also like, Easily, as soon as I saw that scene, I've never had such a big smile on my face as an adult than watching that scene. Yeah, I think I want to say it was y'all's last podcast. You were talking about um, the monster that was almost in The Rise of Skywalker that we saw in, in the art books. You know, whatever that the weird webbish head. bog, the baby head, spider baby. Yes. Head. Yeah. I yeah. Why was that not there? I was I'm like. I got a lot that of questions so about Star that Wars. movie. 
<laughs> yeah, I, 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 I have been through every emotion. I've been through all seven stages of grief with that movie, all here right on the podcast. He has. <laughs> but at the same I, time, like, I could watch it and have fun and enjoy it and pick things out that yeah. I like, which is oftentimes people, I, I get a lot of critiques online because they're like, oh, you're too positive. And I'm like, maybe I just like to focus on what I like instead of what I don't like. But, I mean, one of those things is just... It's nuts to me that something like that wasn't in the movie because it's so Star Wars-y when you see it. Like, yep. when we got glimpses of it last summer, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be the most epic creature ever. And then they were like, no, psych. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, <laughs> the night, I want to say it was like the day before it came out was when that Fortnite announcement of the Emperor oh, being sh- back. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I had never heard of Fortnite before that thing. I found out about Fortnite because of the Emperor. But, like, I think it was that night. There was also, like, a little 30-second teaser, which we found out was the beginning of the movie. But when Kylo goes through his TIE fighter and gets to the Sith Temple... Right, to find the Wayfinder or whatever. Yeah, I lost my mind. Because, again, like, I am a animation nut. And I was like, oh, my God, I, we got it in Solo when Maul was there. I'm like, oh, it's all coming. I was yeah. so excited. And then I'm like, oh, it's not a Sith holocron. OK. Everyone thought <laughs> okay. it was a holocron. Everyone was like, oh, yeah. OK, this is connecting everything together. And they're like, nah, nah, nah. It's not, yeah. not dog. It's I was not, little, not a I mean that, holocron. OK. It, it was disappointing. It was I was a, I was a bit bummed. I from feel that, like but it was right. one. And then they were like, this would be too hard to explain. <laughs> I did have this conversation with Tom because he liked Wayfinder because at least I know they're trying to find something. I was like, okay. Well, it tells uh, you what's going to happen. Right. So I'm like, I, I have someone here who is not in it like I am. And I'm like, okay, if that really does help, then I'm going <laughs> to let it go because this is not for me. And I think that's so funny. Like, why in the world does anyone get mad that you're too positive? I don't know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I've seen the phrase toxic positivity floating around and i'm like all right (laughs) seriously yeah it's okay Uh. i don't mind i just laugh at it move on and then post more pictures of kylo ren because he's hot (laughs) he is he is i thought he did a really good job in the movies oh adam driver was amazing amazing yeah he really was yeah kylo ren is tom's favorite character he's he is yeah it's He's between great. him and Luke, but it depends which Luke you're... If you were like, Lacey, which Luke do you like? It's not The Last Jedi one. Um, <laughs> but uh, if we're talking sequel trilogy, I like uh, Kylo Ren. He's my favorite. Followed by Rey. Sure. I think she's a close For second. Sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, I like Rey a lot. She's really, really great. So, uh, hey, going back to Solo, are sure. you are you thinking there's going to be a Solo 2? You think it's going to be a series? You think it'll be a movie? What are you thinking? Yeah, so our podcast, well, so John Hoey started Make Solo 2 Happen. That's like his baby. He created that. Mm -hmm. He (laughs) actually, he messaged James and I about it like before September 2019, before he like kicked it off and was like, hey guys, I'm thinking of doing this campaign kind of as like a jokey thing, but like I I really do mean it that I would love a second solo, even though I know it Mm -hmm. never happened. And I just said to him, I was like, that's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why would you do that? And he's like, I don't know. It just seems like something I'd like. And I'm like, okay, I support you, man, but like never going to happen. So then we started tweeting about it because we genuinely do want another solo. Um, And we were getting into the spring after celebration and we noticed we got some attention from uh, John Kasdan and a couple other people and I was like, you know what, John, like maybe we should just do a day where we celebrate solo and just talk about what we like about it. And 20 people will tweet about it and it'll be fun. And John was like, yeah, yeah that's great. So we tweeted about it in 2019 last year. And uh, we woke up at 8 a.m. in the morning and there were already 8000 tweets about it. <laughs> so Holy cow. We were just like, <laughs> we were like, wait, what? And all of a sudden it's trending cool. worldwide. Ron Howard is retweeting yep. my photo and like all this other stuff. And I'm like, wait, how did this wow. happen? And it's honestly, I think because everybody really loves Solo. It just got so tied into bad marketing, bad timing, yep. the negativity from The Last Jedi, which I'm not saying anybody's wrong for not liking it. I just think people need to find constructive ways to express themselves. But that being said, 
they brought that negative energy into Solo and it didn't do well. It was right after Deadpool and Avengers and all this other stuff. Yep. And so when we got to that day, it was a lot of tweets going, oh, people like, I liked this movie. People liked this movie. And we were just like, oh, so this is a thing now. So we've been kind of carrying that with us. And we did another Make Solo 2 Happen Day this year and it trended again worldwide. So we're like, yep. this awesome. has the to thing. mean something. <laughs> and yep. Last year when we did it, a bunch of people from Lucasfilm, from, you know, sound guys like Matthew Wood and um, John Powell, the music, the composer of Solo, and a couple of the people were just talking about it, sharing how much they loved it. Jonas talked about it a lot. Um, Even someone had mentioned it to Alden when he was at, I think, Galaxy's Edge when it opened. And he said, oh, yeah, someone sent me an email. I know about it. And we were just pumped. People were talking about it. And then this year it happened again where all the fans were talking about it. And we noticed that a lot of the Lucasfilm people and people that were expressing support last year were kind of silent. To which my response and being in PR in my career and being at Comic-Cons and secretive and stuff, I was like, okay, something's going on. Because if they're not talking about it, they would say no if it was a no. And then all these Alden quotes are coming out now where he's like, well, I've heard some stuff. And I think it's a no-brainer because everybody does genuinely like that movie. I've never heard someone say, yeah, I don't like it. It's, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was good. Or I love it. There's no one adamantly being like, no, it is terrible. And we're now seeing all these interesting articles coming out from people that two years ago were like, Solo is terrible. Now they're saying like, oh, I think Solo didn't get the uh, appreciation that it deserved. And we're like, that's what we been saying Mm -hmm. so i think it's very possible that they could be working on something specifically a series for disney plus um but yeah no that that whole thing is all john so if it happens they better invite him to the set or something because (laughs) he he was the one that i was like yeah okay (laughs) well that is how i actually found y'all's podcast was from from that Yeah, yeah um it's fun it's so great. And it, you know, you'd said how hot Kylo Ren was, but he is young solo is the hottest person in all of Star Wars. I mean, yeah, if we're being point. serious, <laughs> if we're being honest, they're all hot. Like there's no one on the, in these movies that I'm like, no, <laughs> I mean, except Java. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited because, uh, now that it's on Disney plus too, I think again, uh, uh, the Clone Wars was popular, yes. but it didn't become what it became until it hit Netflix. Um, right, right. And I'm really hoping for something similar with Solo. A lot of people who didn't go see it for whatever reasons they now had yeah. are now seeing it, and it will build up that same momentum that Clone Wars did. Um, because back in, was it 2008, I think, the Clone Wars movie came out? Mm-hmm. I loved Ahsoka Tano since the second she came out. And it was not a popular thought. It wasn't. <laughs> and years. I see videos with Ashley where she talks about the whole process of playing Ahsoka. And I feel so bad mm-hmm. for her. She's like, in the beginning, everyone hated me. And I'm like, how could you hate Ashley? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. And she's done so much for the fandom in general, which has been so awesome. Right. But yeah, I'm really hoping for for the uh, love of, of Solo to really start flourishing now that it's there. A lot of kids uh, love Solo. Like a lot of it, kids are like, that's my Star Wars is Solo. And I love yep. that. I want that for them. I, I love that there are so many ways that kids can get into Star Wars now, which wasn't the mm-hmm. way it was when I was little. So, like, there wasn't a Jedi Temple Challenge, you know, which I grew up yep. with Nickelodeon with, like, Guts and Legends of the yep. Hidden Temple and stuff. So <laughs> I love that. I love that there's books for kids and toys for kids and video games and Lego Star Wars and all these things. And at the end of the day, Star Wars isn't for us. We get to appreciate it and enjoy it, but it's really for kids. And when they get to say, like, hey, Solo's my favorite one, I'm like, yeah, go for it. Like, it could be whatever yep. you want it to be. And that's what I love about Star Wars. And that's what oftentimes I'm like, everyone needs to take a breath because it's not that serious. Because <laughs> it's just for fun. <laughs> no, I mean, 100%. That's why Solo's so great because it really right. is. It's just a fun, feel-good movie. And underneath it, if you want to dig in, you can start you thinking can. about all the horrible things Crimson that the Empire Dawn, are doing. Yeah. Look at Enfys, all that. Is, but you have to, you have to want to go look for it. It isn't pushed in your face, which is, I think, so awesome. 
Like, yeah, that's absolutely. What I love about it. And then Alden also mentioned how he's he's on that new show on uh, Peacock, which again is just. I've said this before, but it, it's the worst name for a distribution service. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who, like, who in that meeting was like, "Yeah, no, this is this is what we're going with." And they're like, "Bob, you're a genius." Um, no, they. He was talking about his new show, and he said he brought his thoughts and yep. feelings of Han Solo into this new role. And I'm like, if he's at your top, it, the top of your mind, and you had such a great experience, and he's influencing what you're doing then there are conversations happening because you don't just pull that out of nowhere like you're you're talking about it i hope he gets i hope so i hope if we get more Mm -hmm. we get some kira because i feel like my one critique of that movie is her stupid hair because it did not feel star wars and i got lost in the bangs for like the first time i saw it (laughs) i I tell you when we reviewed the movie, James and John kind of like poked fun at me a little bit because I was like, what's with her hair? It's not Star Wars-y. And they were like, what? I was like, it's not Star Wars-y. It's like 1970s. Like, what is that? And yes. the bangs. It's the bangs like uh, John put it as like the, the the bang theory, which is like when they're playing a younger character, they just give them bangs. Okay. And they're like, yep. okay, so now you're younger. And it's like, what? Yep. But she didn't. Yeah. Yeah, so it took me a minute after that. Yeah. But I was like, that character is so layered because I probably, I don't know, I've seen that movie 15, 20 times now probably. And I feel like there's just so much simmering underneath the the surface of her character that I'm like, I I think she, I I think, I don't feel good for Maul because we all know Maul ended up somewhere. Well, I think she's a lot more powerful than she let on in that entire movie. Right. And I'm very, you know, that movie, you could watch it and leave and be fine. But there was so, you could just knew there was so much that was going to come from it. Right. And I mean, um, Aaron Kellyman, who played Emphis Nest, was on the Star Wars Celebration stage in 2019. And she was um, talking about Solo. And she had let it slip like, oh, yeah, it was in the first in the series. And everyone was like, yep. What? <laughs> and then you know uh-huh. John Kasdan talking about how he had plans for all these different crime syndicates and all these things and the way that they lit up the lightsabers in her eyes at the end of the movie are like there's so much left to be told here that we're just not get like please just give me that story there's more to be told it's because poor Maul always thinks he's on top and then he finds out every time he's working for another master you know whose master know was that. in that movie <laughs> he was getting played by Kira. He thought he yes. was pushing her buttons, but she was pushing his. It's my theory. <laughs> okay, I'm showing my title again. Who's Kira? <laughs> Kira is um, what's her name? Amelia From Clark. Game She's the love interest of uh, Alden's Solo. character, Han Solo. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Okay, got it. All right. Oh, her. Okay. Yeah, Daenerys. Right? Was that Daenerys. her name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We do a quiz for all the movies when they, well, well, so far, all the movies that have come out. And we did one for Solo. And I remember one of the questions was, like, do you think Kira and Han will kiss? Because it was one of those things, like, are they love interests because of Leia, obviously. And I remember being like, yeah, they're definitely going to kiss. And James was like, no way, no way. They kiss in, like, two minutes into that movie. They're making Uh out. (laughs) And I was just laughing. I was like, well, he got that question wrong. I think they should have promoted that. They the marketing was just so bad. They should have promoted that love interest mm-hmm. more. They, they they could have done so many different things, and they went with Denny's. I was like, "What are you doing?" Well, it gave you some great cups. Yeah, it's true. But it's still Denny's. Why Denny's? Out of all no, really, he made us go and get them all. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I love that they kind of tried to respect the release date and honor of star Wars and all that, but like sure. star Wars found December to be their thing. So they should have, uh, it, it is what it is. We're, we're beyond it. that now. I yeah. love that people are watching it now. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. So favorite moments in star Wars. Do you think you have one that's your favorite? Uh, Luke Skywalker going to Jabba's palace and then saving the day is my favorite moment in star Wars. Because when I was little, you see him as who he is in uh, A New Hope, where he's like trying to figure out where he is and who he is, what is belonging, what does this all mean? Then Empire Strikes Back, he's like not sure who he is and he's trying to be there for his friends and he like, what is the Force? What is Yoda? What are all these things? And then you meet him in Return of the Jedi and he is so 
Banff that like he rolls up in this like black <laughs> outfit. He's like doing mind tricks. You're like, who is this person? It's amazing. And then he just yep. like has this confidence and like slight arrogance to him where he's like, oh, I'm going to figure it out. I got this whole plan figured out. And even when things yep. go terribly wrong, which we love in Star Wars, where everything goes like yep. really bad and you're like, oh, I don't know. He like pulls it out. <laughs> and it's just that scene is is everything I love about Luke Skywalker. And I think that's yep. ultimately my issues with Luke Skywalker later is like that's the Luke Skywalker I love is the guy that comes in and he does whatever he needs to do for his friends and just is like the ultimate hero. It's funny because I think we forget now but Luke is scary. You, yeah. That door opens up and he has Darth Vader's silhouette. Yes. And mm-hmm. the first thing he does is chokes a He's thing He's choking to death. people. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it was really scary. And it's so far removed now. We know he's the hero. But I remember yeah. being a little kid and being like, like worried that he was like the kid that my hero was now a bad guy just like his dad was and it's funny you say that i was like oh my god he's so amazing like that was my reaction (laughs) he could choke babel i mean the first memory i have of return of the jedi and really the only part that i remember from the movie when i was little was was the curtains opening when jabba the hut pops out because it was legit scary oh yeah but i remember (laughs) being devastated that max rebo died on the sail barge. And I was Aww. crying. I was so upset. I loved Max Rebo to this day. I still love my Max Rebo. <laughs> but I had this like collector's book. Yeah. Room. <laughs> and it, yeah, I was just like, he's not a bad guy. It, was <laughs> it is true. I mean, now that you, now you said that I'm thinking about like how that sail barge, it goes there. There are no uh, survivors. It, it, that thing blows up. <laughs> well, it's no longer canon, but in 1997, when I graduated high school, Mm-hmm. was the year that Tales from Jabba's Palace came out, I believe. Right. And I was sitting in the middle of an aisle of a Barnes & Noble, and I saw there was a Sice Noodles in the Max Rubo Band chapter. And at the end of that story, we found out that they jumped off and they lived. And I signed every one of my yearbooks that year with, He's Alive. <laughs> 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 I yes. was very popular and signed a lot of yearbooks. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but yeah i don't know like i i yeah i agree that's luke skywalker the salute on the uh on the um yeah. on the skiff that is luke skywalker right 100%. walking the plank turning around the force kick yeah yep it's great what what is your favorite moment thomas because actually i've answered this i think probably two or three times and i'm sure people are sick of hearing me say the same answer and i'm not <laughs> sure if you've ever answered this question this is air radio, so you don't want any yeah, silence. So no silence. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna need like I'm ten thinking. minutes to think about it. <laughs> I'm gonna need like twenty minutes. Uh, I gotta run downstairs to go to YouTube and uh, see if I can figure out a favorite moment. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I have ones that I remember more than others. For some reason, I always remember Prince at the very, very opening. When the doors open and this is number four, Mm -hmm. uh, Darth Vader (laughs) appears for the very first time. And again, I was sitting in the movie theater and I was a young kid and it was scary. It was really Mm -hmm. scary. And I remember being scared, actually. That's what I remember. So I remember. uh, So I guess I'm going to say it's the most memorable one. Is it my favorite? I'm going to say the most memorable one. There you go. That and uh, Princess Leia when she's giving... uh, uh, whatever she gave to R2-D2. So that whole, you know, what is that, within sequence, five, seven yeah. minutes? Wait, what of she the, gave him? Yeah, you mean sequence. the, death the entire plot of the movie? <laughs> yep, exactly. You know. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> In one ear, out the other. <laughs> and then now that you've seen Rogue One, you're like, okay, I get why he's totally scary because he just, like, massacred all those people. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yes, that that yes. movie did Darth Vader some wonders. Oh my gosh! That was pretty, how that was pretty how cool. long have people like myself and other people been mm-hmm. waiting to see Darth Vader like in his heyday? Like that yep. that was I remember squealing. Like I'm not a squealer. I squealed yeah. in the movie theater. I was so pumped. Mm-hmm. I was like, kill them all. 
just kill everyone. Yep. <laughs> it so was so good. So I do good. have to say, though, I wished they never took his mask off. Because it was, it kind of ruined it for me. You mean at the end of the Return of the Jedi when he gets yeah. redeemed? Yeah. I wish we just kept that mask on. I didn't need mm. to see it. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I, I didn't want to see it. Thomas. <laughs> Maybe that's another podcast. I'm not sure. <laughs> yes. But that's... There we go. Okay. There you well, go. Star Wars according to Tom. <laughs> Don't show In Darth Vader's here. <laughs> All right. What do we got next? All right. Let's see. So I, I know we are just coming past uh, June in Pride Month. And yes. we like to ask all our, uh, our guests about their feelings on representation or their lack thereof it in Star Wars, what their thoughts about it is. And if they think, because the world has changed, um, you know, whether or not we're going to see some in the future, some representation. So I think it's super important to have representation in Star Wars. I don't think that there's enough. Um, I think that they've done better for women in Star Wars, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they're, they've done better for everyone. Um, I remember growing up and saying that Luke Skywalker was my favorite. I mean, I still say that, but saying that because there were no women that were Jedi. I was like, oh, well, mm-hmm. he's the Jedi. I want to be the hero. And I remember when The Force Awakens came out, at the end in Star- at Starkiller Base, I thought the lightsaber was going to Luke. I was like so sure that that's what was happening is when he was going to show up, which Mark Hamill then eventually was like, oh, I thought this was where I was showing up. And I was like, hey, same thought. <laughs> um, but I didn't realize the emotional reaction I would have to Ray grabbing the lightsaber. It was everything I ever wanted when I was little. That's awesome. I wanted, a, you know, a strong woman to grab the lightsaber and be the hero i wanted that so bad and i didn't even realize i wanted it because i had grown up knowing luke's the hero um but i remember having tears in my eyes and being like i have been waiting for this moment so that energy alone is something that i want everybody to have that moment where they can recognize themselves on screen in characters no matter if it's a hero or a scoundrel or a stormtrooper or whatever, there should be representation of everybody on screen. And the fact that there isn't is nuts to me. And second of all, how did they not make Oscar Isaac and John Boyega romantic partners? Because legit, (laughs) the whole thing was there the entire time and everybody was rooting for it, including them. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it was just a real missed opportunity. And I also think it was a missed opportunity to not have Finn be a Jedi earlier in the series than the last movie you get this if he was we still don't know right you never got to tell her (laughs) right but (laughs) he has obviously force powers and it's very clear that he does and i remember that was one of the things that i was the most excited for in the rise of skywalker besides Mm -hmm. you know ben solo showing up but when finn showed that he had powers i was like why didn't they explore this more because i remember one of the biggest kind of meh moments in the force awakens is all the marketing was finn with the lightsaber and finn fighting kylo ren and all these things and then they're like no psych he has no powers he's a trash man uh and then she is the one that has powers which i was like conflicted because i was like of course i want ray to have powers but why can't finn have powers too why does it have to be one or the other um i think that it's always important that everybody sees themselves on screen and that Everyone has that moment that I have. And and I can't imagine anybody not wanting that for everyone. Um, there was one instance recently where we were celebrating Make Solo 2 Happen Day. And we had uh, this girl, I, I believe her name is Emma. I'm terrible with names, so I apologize. But she and her dad, Scott, were in the thing that we do, which is called the Virtual Cantina. And they were talking about Infus Nest. And she was expressing how she loves Solo. It's her favorite movie. And she said when she saw it in the movie theater, Infus Nest took her helmet off and she said, I saw myself up there. Mm-hmm. She said, I saw myself on screen. And I said, that's me. I, I'm her. And that was such a powerful moment for me because I was yeah. geeking out about her earlier because uh, Aaron Kellyman had posted the photo of them meeting at the convention. And I was like, this girl is adorable. This is such a great moment. Yeah. And the girl then tells us in person. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're that girl. And I like freaked out and fangirled for her. Yeah. But 
it's nothing makes me more angry or crazy is when people don't want that like why wouldn't you want more stories to tell why wouldn't you want more um experiences through other people's eyes because that's the only way you're going to become more empathetic and a better person if you experience things through other people um so yeah i'm all for it i'm up for anything i just am i want to see new stuff i'm ready for new things yeah, it's so funny no when more people Palpatine. get upset about things. I'm done with Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> no more. But yeah, like giving someone something doesn't have to mean taking away something from you. And that's right. like the feeling like mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah, do but, I. you know, thank you for sharing that because honestly, Absolutely. it's it's we were talking about this probably before Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Pride Month is we're in a weird time anyways. Yes. It was a weird time to be yep. all of these things. Um, but. You know, I think I've never, so before the podcast, before I really hopped on Twitter, like, which I did just for the podcast kind of thing, Star Wars How do you was like just, it? Welcome, scum and yeah, villainy. I, <laughs> I didn't I like it for a while. I'm learning to like it now. I'm actually having a lot of fun now. Yeah. Uh, it took me a hot minute. <laughs> but Star Wars is always my thing. I, I have like, I never really had it with anybody else. I never had friends that were into it. You know, one or two. A but husband. Like, I'm a the, husband no, I'm totally it. the same way. I didn't have yeah. this group of people to talk to about it until I started podcasting. So, yep. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and when uh, one of our episodes, we had Mark from Forever Star Wars, who when I started this, I didn't know there was anyone from my community podcasting at all. So, which is part of the reason that I started it. And then, you know, it came out and there's some out there and I'm like, okay, this is amazing. And I realized in halfway through recording that, that was the first time I had ever had a conversation about Star Wars with a queer person. And it was really like, it changed. Yeah. It was like, it was like halfway through and it just hit me. And I was like, this is really awesome that someone sees it the way I do. Right. At least, you know, in that, in that mindset. But through we were on another thing and I we were brought on someone's YouTube channel actually to talk about queer representation in Star Wars. And I was like beforehand, I was like, you know, I don't I don't know how we feel about it, to be honest. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be the perfect person for your show. (laughs) But like throughout this month, I've changed because I've always loved Star Wars. Sure. And as I've gotten older no, it's not there. And I certainly didn't want to, I, I, it's taken me some time to process. I don't want to now start not liking it because I don't, I've always seen myself in it anyways. Which is how I felt with Ray is like, I always connected with Luke and I was like, Oh, that's who I connected with. And then when I got Ray, I was like, Oh, this is what I've been missing. This element. Okay. Yeah. Which is so great. Cause like I, I haven't gotten that obviously. Right. And maybe I will. And I'm I'm more open to wanting it, but now it's also different because again, like I said, I have been Star Wars has always been has been my thing, and I don't mean mine and the not sharing sort of way, but like we've been parents for almost four years, so we're still relatively new parents. Mm-hmm. And I think like our oldest son came, and he's like he's now he's fine, but now Michael is our youngest, and he's the other super fan, and all of a sudden, I am seeing Star Wars for someone else and this probably will like ruin me as people thinking that I may possibly be a good parent but I'm like all of a sudden I'm like oh my god I have to share Star Wars and I'm like how do I share I don't even know how to do it yet right but and all of a sudden like now even for me the queer thing I'm 41 now I don't I'm good like and I love it and I have Ahsoka for my queer representation which I have my reasons and reasonings for that, but like sure. we're an interracial family now and I want more interracial families for my son, Michael, right? who looks different than we do. Also has two dads also had all the, you know, like all of the stuff that they have. And all of a sudden I'm like, no, you know, damn it. We need some representation for him. He loves this. And I don't want to have to have him just look at some Ewoks or some aliens on screen and feel like that's who he relates to. But I want him to actually have some real things. And it's so it's been an interesting thing because all of a sudden now I'm like, I want it. I want to learn how to want it without being angry if I don't get it because that isn't healthy either. Advocate for what people deserve. People deserve to see themselves represented on screen. Yep. Absolutely. So it's really, it's it's an interesting thing. But I really, you know, 
they have come a long way, I think, yes. in in the last few years. So I I am with someone like you probably I'd rather choose to be grateful for the vast improvement that I've seen than but we got what I'm not go. getting yet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 been really uh yeah. Anyways, that was part of this podcast that happened in June that I was not exactly prepared for. But it was a really wonderful gift to have gotten it, you know? Um, well, we great. need voices like yours in fandom, so you're doing the right thing. No, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, and uh, so wrapping it up, we always like to ask everybody as well what their thoughts on where, what is the future of Star Wars? Where do you think we're going here? That's tricky because we're in a crazy time right now where productions are stalled and things are being reworked. And, um, you know, I really want Kenobi because I love Kenobi. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Cassian's going to be great. I'm interested to see what Taika does with his movie and if the Ryan Johnson movie's happening. (laughs) November 2017, we haven't really heard anything. Um, I would imagine that we're probably going to get a Ray trilogy at some point in the next five to ten years i'm sure they're not gonna let daisy ridley go um hopefully that will mean also a force sensitive finn i'd love that um more than anything i want new star wars i want stuff that i've never seen before characters that i don't know that come with no baggage of nostalgia or Uh, people's perceptions and expectations and you know the Mandalorian I feel like is something that everybody loves because Mm -hmm. everybody went into it not really knowing what they were getting and then they everyone's like oh it's amazing baby Yoda woo but now I'm getting that worried (laughs) feeling when I keep hearing these characters that are going to be popping up in season two and I'm like but those come with such fan expectations and baggage that if one thing isn't done the way someone wants it they're going to get angry and it's like that's the world we live in I want something that no one's ever seen, has no connection to anything, that can just take us to a place that we've never been before. And that's the excitement of a Star Wars galaxy. So my hope is that that's what we're doing. Right now, it's kind of uncertain, which is a little scary, I think, not only in Star Wars, but in the world. So hopefully Mm -hmm. we'll get more more optimistic, hopeful stories uh, coming down the line. Because that's what I need, at least. I agree. I think if... if Ray and Finn's stories are done. I really wish they would have never put that Finn stuff in in The Rise of Skywalker. I'm glad it's there right. because he should have had that. But if we're not going to do anything with it, then you should have just left it out. Or why did so, you give Ray a yellow lightsaber and then she doesn't use it at all? Exactly. Yeah. So me hopefully, <laughs> I mean, I'm convinced that we're going to get 10, 11, 12. Yes. Personally. And Probably. I think it will be the Skywalker saga still. We've heard before that it was all done so i don't buy Just that kidding. for a minute yeah uh but I, yeah like the expectations like i so katana is my favorite star wars character so there's a big part of me that's so stoked that she may or may not be coming in the mandalorian i'm gonna but love if it. i don't feel if but. i don't feel like i i'm gonna be that person who now has so many expectations <laughs> right. of what i want from her <laughs> that uh <laughs> it, it's gonna be it, it's I'm not a, a mean, negative person anyway, no, so we'll not be that. No, you just get nervous, I, right? You're like, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> uh-huh, and I can't, I can't see her. I was just, with all, those, all these uh, Black Series figures started debuting today. Yes. And everyone's super stoked. There's Ahsoka. I'm super happy. And I'm like, but I haven't, I want an animated Ahsoka, because that's how I see her. I don't see her as, as the realist, a live-action person. Yeah, the like, I don't want to. That's not who she is. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Probably going to have to see it. And Shakti is really scary looking. Like those pictures of her, I'm like, wait, is that what she's going to look like? Because <laughs> that would be a direct <laughs> translation. So that's cool. But I'm not getting warm and fuzzies. And Ahsoka needs to give me some warm and fuzzies. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm, I am excited for the future of Star Wars. And I do think this last few weeks, like I said, I am struggling with the rise of skywalker still i feel on twitter i am nothing but supportive of it probably just to counterbalance like the other stuff but then when sure i'm sitting with it i don't know if i love it i'm the same way and, i'm trying to like grapple with certain aspects of it like yeah i'm gonna be straightforward i've been this straightforward about it since like it came out is that i really wish ben solo didn't die i get why mm-hmm. he did i understand the choice they made it's not my character to 
to decide whether he lives or not. Um, and I'm not going to like go out and be like, JJ Abrams sucks. Cause I don't think yeah. he does. I just yeah. feel like I was just so excited about that character and the idea that it was Han and Leia's son and that Leia could sacrifice herself to make him come back. And that's what I wanted for him. Yeah. You know, I wanted him to come back. Um, so I was like a little upset about that, but there's just, I have a lot of questions. I feel like there's a lot of holes mm. in that movie. There's a lot. There's a, which is why I'm hoping that they're there for a reason because it didn't yes. really close the door. It closed a door mm-hmm. and opened, opened another one. Right. But like, I feel like my, what I love from star Wars is, and I've gotten to understand this more as I got older because growing up with star Wars as when we were kids and then the prequels come out, like I really like the prequels a lot. And I think a lot of the reason that people don't like them, I think, and this will sound weird is intentional in a way, but like the Jedi are not cool. We all anticipated these right. heroes that were going to save the day and they're jerks. They're like not <laughs> nice at all. Right. And at least at that, at that stage of, of where the order was at that time. And I was really upset at the beginning. It took me a long time to like come to terms with it. Right. And now that it's been so much later, uh, like I, I love what they did because it challenged us. And I want Star Wars to challenge me. The Empire Strikes Back that no one liked at the beginning was because it challenged you. Like we right. thought this was where it was going to go and it gave us something different. And then Return of the Jedi, we're like, oh, well, now we're on this train with the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, nope. Now we're over here and we're somewhere in the middle and we're going to challenge you again. Right. You think a teddy bear that you sleep with at night is really cute. But look, this is what they can do. Don't <laughs> underestimate things that don't look like they can do something. Right. Because Star Wars is always for the under, uh, the you know, the, the little guy. Mm-hmm. And they won. And if it wasn't for them, they wouldn't have won. And what I feel like The Last Jedi did was push Star Wars forward. It challenged us. It gave us a Luke Skywalker. A lot of people do not like, and I understand why they don't like him. Some people do love him. But it challenged you. Right. And I feel like The Rise of Skywalker left me back in 1983, and I wanted it to bring me into 2050. And it didn't do that. Right. Not not really. <laughs> well, and that I was have like I yeah, like I said with uh, Luke Skywalker earlier is like I have Return of the Jedi Luke in my head. Mm-hmm. I have even in Empire Strikes Back, he ditches everything to help his friends, and I saw so nope. I have trouble figuring out. And I've seen the explanation videos. I've seen. I've read the articles. <laughs> I get it because that's the first thing people say is like, "But have you?" Yes, I've seen it. It's my mm-hmm. own personal connection with Luke Skywalker that I yep. see him as one thing and I understand what Ryan Johnson was doing. I get it. He even said he wanted to challenge us and I respect him for it. He did something yep. that he was like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do and you're going to watch it. And I was like, okay. So yep. I'm grappling with this idea of Luke not being that helpful, optimistic. I will drop everything I'm doing for my friends mm-hmm. person, which is what I admired in him. And that's not who he yep. is which he ultimately does make that decision towards the end of the movie, but I just, it bothered me. And I feel like if he had made, if he had that fight with Kylo at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, I would be in a different position than I am right now. Because I would have been like, yep, that ends the story. He's done. It's over. But because it's that middle chapter, I'm like, okay, but, like, we didn't get to see him do anything else. So... It yeah, just was like a yeah. setback for me, which I get. It's not his story. The sequel trilogy is like Ray and Kylo's story. But I don't know. I was just so pumped for Luke Skywalker to be back. And I was like, <laughs> but I want like Jabba Palace Luke. And I got yep. like frumpy milk drinking Yeah, Luke. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel bad for you. You got you got cranky Luke and Ben Solo died. Like, <laughs> But that's that why I like it. The Force Awakens so I can remember how fun and excited I was. And then Return yep. of the Jedi for my childhood and then Solo because it, it's connected to nothing and I can just have fun watching it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hope, uh, yeah. I don't know. I hope we get a Disney Plus series. I want some Crimson Dawn Disney Plus series and get me connected. <sighs> yes. I want Infosnest so bad. Like that for me is where I think Solo 2, I want it to go there. I want Han to come in and out. I don't need it to center on him. 
which I know is weird, but like... No, it could totally be a series where they have episodes that focus on different characters. Like, it doesn't yep. have to be Han the whole time, but I think it does have to have him in it at some point. Oh, yeah. I, he, he was yep. fantastic. I don't... He was. I, and so was Jonas. Me, oh, they were so good. Yeah, the second you saw him hot wiring that thing i saw empire strikes back or uh, han the second i so i didn't understand coming out i just didn't see han what did you see the same movie <laughs> <laughs> i saw remember when han's getting hugged in the cell in under jabba's palace that's who he was playing he was playing that han not yeah. the one in yeah okay anyways all yeah. right no thank you very much this was a this was a lot of fun of thank course you for this us. was so fun thanks for having me yeah or I guess Tell I us just where said. you can find where we can oh, find yeah. you. Yeah, give us all oh, your, your socials. Our, your socials. Yeah, so I'm on the Resistance broadcast at R B A T S W N N every Monday and Thursday, where we talk about Star Wars just like this. Um, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. There we go. Awesome. We see lots of cute toys. 366 days of Star Wars, is that what it is? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you get to see how much money I've spent <laughs> as I weep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very, very much. And uh, until you. next time. Yeah, absolutely. May the force be with you. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye <laughs> well, that was a fantastic talk. Thank you so much, Lacey. We really, really, really appreciate you. We really do. Thank you very much for coming on. You know, actually, something I forgot to say on the intro when we were first bringing her on, uh, the woman also loves Robin. She called her a mood. I don't know That's what right. gossip. I don't know what Gossip Girl is. She mentioned something about Gossip Girl. Clearly, I'm a lot. Maybe I, you need to start watching. I'm <laughs> a lot older than Lacey, but <laughs> she's a mood. I'm down for a mood again. Not sure I'm cool enough to totally know what a mood means, but I'm assuming it's something positive. We're gonna YouTube it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God. Yeah. Urban Dictionary. What does mood mean? But with that said, I'm running with its great thing. She's probably like laughing now because maybe she really didn't like her or something. And mood. And she like, fooled us yeah, by saying is, mood. Wow, mood those guys bad. will fall for anything. Just say anything. Mood means mm. really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she actually truly <laughs> likes her. <laughs> it's because she's great. And, you know, Robin and Star Wars bring everyone together. Madonna thought it was uh, music that brought the bourgeoisie and the rebels together but really it's star wars bringing the rebels quite literally the rebels and robin that's what they dance to hey there you go (laughs) there you go (laughs) so i have to say it like tom was just so excited he really enjoyed her i can't believe i said it once i'm gonna say it again 13 years it's taken me to not convince my husband about anything star wars and all of a sudden she's on with us for like an hour plus a little bit with well, I didn't, I didn't want to go goo goo ga go, ga, 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 ga. I didn't want to go goo goo ga <laughs> Can we I'm, edit that part out? <laughs> clearly, I'm going goo goo ga ga. I mean, honestly, every time she said something, I'm like, wow, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> wow. God, she said exactly what I was that's thinking. That's my Luke Skywalker. I'm like, wow. That's my Luke. I'm like, this girl's good. <laughs> She was great. I'm very, very impressed. So thank you, Lacey. It was uh, a real pleasure, and I'm very, very, very appreciative to have you on. She was great. She was really awesome. So. Thank you, Lacey. Yes, thank you. Uh, Thomas, where can they find us? You know, I don't know. You just changed everything. Why don't you tell me? Why did you do that? Well, Thomas, I did change it. I've been talking about how much uh, June has changed us, changed me in particular, and... Uh, when I first started this podcast, I thought that uh, the big connective tissue was going to be the force to listen part. So June made you change our socials? It did, because I learned in June that this bitch is on fire. <laughs> I can't snap. Snap for me, Thomas. No, snap no. for me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm so impressed with how many people like Lacey have embraced us, even those who are not queer or LGBTQ+, and have put us in their earbuds. And, uh, you know, honestly, it, it's meant a lot. So I needed our socials and our website to be a little gayer. So Lacey made us change our socials? She made us gay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lacey. <laughs> I think we were before. <laughs> But now you can follow us at Instagram on Instagram and Twitter at Serving Pink Milk because we serve pink milk and Star Wars realness. 
<laughs> I'm going to work on it. Our website is now servingpinkmilk.com. Uh, YouTube, we're still there. Google Podcasts, we're still there. Apple Podcasts, we're still there. Spotify, we're still there. Uh, we just got a lot more pink and a lot more glitter in all those places. So thank you for listening. Please, 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 if you enjoyed this podcast and all of our other po- other podcasts, please go to Apple Music and write and review. Give us some love. Get us in more ear balls. Ear balls? <laughs> That's a new one for me. I'm gay. I've got balls on the mind, I guess. I don't know. And in your ears, I guess. <laughs> all right. Follow us at Serving Pink Milk on all of our socials, Twitter and Instagram. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. But Tom, you're supposed to tell them about something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have been working on getting this out for like five minutes i don't know why it's so damn funny but we're still going is. on vacation though. we Sorry. are going to go on vacation so we will be missing one week but we've got some great guests to listen to again or spend some time introducing your friends to us or go visit one of our many other friends conversations the resistance broadcast it's true all of it forced toast Listen to some Star Wars Explained on YouTube. Fill your ears or your earballs. What did I say? Earballs? Earballs. Fill your earballs with something else while we're gone. Wish us fun. We are going on a road trip and lots of outdoors things, and we will be wearing our masks. We're very butch. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.